Welcome back to the Travel Commando podcast. If I make it through this podcast successfully, this will mark not only my first podcast by phone, but also the introduction of my new series within a series. I spend a lot of time in Utah, and I've realized that this gives me access to a unique group of travelers, many of whom travel internationally for a couple of years at a time and come home bilingual for life. Many of these people also travel to locations within the U.S. where they spend a couple of years before returning home, and I can't overlook that kind of opportunity for sharing travel experiences, right? So I've created an intermittent series called Missionaries Dition About Their Missions, and people, tonight I am talking with comedian Steve Solberg about Montreal. Steve, what's up, buddy? All right, man. Ah, merci beaucoup à vous. Certainement. Certainement, mon ami. So, Steve, was uh, was Montreal? I'm guessing probably so. Was it your first international trip? It was, yeah. I mean, I I mean, growing up in Seattle, I had gone to Canada before, um, but Montreal is a different Canada. So, um, are you suggesting then, as do a lot of people I know who have visited Montreal, uh, to get out outside and explore uh, Greater Quebec at large? Yeah, oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, Quebec in general is, um, I mean, so Montreal is split, um, half English, half French, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then maybe some Greek thrown in there if you head up to uh Laval, which is the island just north of Montreal. But uh but yeah, the further east you go on the island of Montreal, the more French it gets. And then the same thing with the province. Uh the further east you go, pretty much honestly anything east so east on the island and then any city east of um of Montreal is all French. Uh, and as you head further north, all the way up, uh, following the St. Lawrence River there, you run into Quebec City, which you will not find English there, really, <laughs> at all. Wow, that's a, what, what a great opportunity for education, though, and cultural expansion for you as a visitor. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really cool. Did you do it's any... interesting uh, place. Did you do, like, language prep? before heading to the mission, or did you acquire all of the French which you speak while you were there? I mean, honestly, the majority of it is acquired while you're there. There is some preparation that they give missionaries before they leave, but the majority of it is learning on the spot, especially because um, the way the Québécois speak is going to sound different than the French that you learned, you know, in school. Um, Parisian French is, you know, um, it 
can seem fairly clean by comparison huh. is uh, the, the Bayneckers, yeah, they can speak a little bit more intense. It's, it's the, the joie is the, uh, the type of accent that they have, which they claim, the Montrealers claim, um, or the Quebecois claim, is the more pure French. Because if you think uh, you have a quantity of people who are taking, taken from France and then lived in, you know, Quebec, Montreal area, um, it didn't have as much of a chance to be influenced by outside uh, other French speakers, whereas Paris definitely had that. That is a very interesting point. Not so much a crossroads. <laughs> as right. as Paris, that's you know perhaps they're correct. I haven't been there. Yeah. Perhaps they're yeah. correct. I see the, the French accent that they have in Montreal is similar to the accent that old Paris used to have. Um, what? You know how do you prove that? I don't know. Some language person. Yeah, a very fascinating linguistic study is how I think. Um, yeah. I am fairly certain that despite having learned the Parisian French in school, I could converse fluently in Montreal based on my knowledge of the following. J.S.P. 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 That's probably a ridiculous archaic reference, right? I don't know if I'll ever see Georges St-Pierre again, um, but... Uh, that is, uh, that is the French which I associate with Montreal. Uh, crazy fans chanting for him. But yeah. you were there well before that time, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or after, yeah. Were you, uh, were you blown away by the architecture? Um, in, in, yeah, in Montreal itself, it does have some really great... Um, I mean, they have some great cathedrals and then very French feeling with just the way that uh, the city feels laid out. I mean, I don't know. Having gone to Paris now, mm -hmm. I think it gives me like a little bit of a, um, I think now I go to Montreal and I go, oh, it kind of feels like New York, you know, but I feel like any big city, I tend to do that. Um, it, you tend to compare it to New York? Compare and con contrast. Yeah. So, but uh, the the little towns outside of Montreal, I think, felt very French. You know, very uh, European, I suppose. Provincial, <laughs> little villages. Yeah. Since you mentioned the cathedral specifically, I'm going to ask if within Montreal itself, and I guess in the adjacent villages as well. Is there a lot of opportunity to view stained glass? Um, yes. I mean, I think the biggest cathedral is the St. Joseph uh, Oratory, which um, I don't really think of it as a, a big stained glass one. More, um, it's it like has a lot of steps and stuff. But it, it's not particularly covered with lots of glass. That's that's certainly Parisian, though. <laughs> I I yeah. don't remember anything being under like seven hundred and fifty steps in Paris. Um, yeah, yeah, and they do 
a thing where it's like you're supposed to go up to the oratory and and uh, if you pray like kneeling prayer on each step by the time you get yeah. to the top your prayer will be answered it is a lot of steps though i bet it feels that way <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah the oratory's that, big that's uh that is an intense mini pilgrimage when yeah, uh yeah, when you were there was the flavor more European in general, um, or was it more reminiscent of the United States? And let, let's say Quebec in general, as opposed to just Montreal. You know, I mean, it really, really depends on what area you're in, um, because it is... So, like, the first area that I lived in is uh, not far from the airport um, and near the train station, Cote St. Luke. So Cote St. Luke is um, not far from, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of a little bit further west. So it's mostly English and mostly Jewish. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that there were more Jews per capita in Cote St. Luke than Israel. I, I, mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Canada's hiding a lot of statistics, Steve. What's that? I think Canada's hiding a lot of statistics. Very shifty. Oh, Canadian so statistics, I think. I, love it. I can tell you that there is no one I would trust less than a Canadian statistician. <laughs> I feel. Um, they don't, uh, yeah. What, uh... Oh, wait, you know what? I'm taking... Uh, you know what? I'm saying coincidence, but also uh, NDG, Notre Dame de Grasse. That was actually the more uh, Jewish area, which more uh, specifically so, like that that was that the majority of the population. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Well, when I was there, it was like um, every house had a little mezuzah on the door, and uh, yeah, where is NDG? I'm looking at my map here, trying to find it, and I remember right, but. Go Steve Solberg. Uh, I mean, they were right next to each other. But maybe it was such a small community that... We can call them sister communities or sister villages, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Code St. Luke and NDG were right next to each other. Oh, well. It, it sounds like this might be difficult to distinguish, but let, let's reduce this to Montreal. Overall, were the people, in general, more European... Or more like us. Hmm. Um, I've just I've I've, I've come like to think us. of more like us. Yeah. I okay. Mean, you know, it's it is very like it's it's Americans in a big city. You know. Okay. I mean, or like Americans in a big city, I would say. That's intriguing, but but not necessarily surprising to hear. I've just always, I think it's a thing I have. I've come to think of Montreal as being a bit like uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, right? Just a piece of Europe somewhere else. And perhaps my own perception just isn't accurate. And I'm getting well, the correction now. I mean, it is fairly uh, different fairly like European in some ways, but then super um Americanizing others where it's like uh 
it in our house or something like that. I, I mean, I think Americanized might be the key word there, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never thought of it that way, but um, I think I will from now on. Yeah, I and, mean, a lot of the stores are the same and things like that. At the same time, I mean, there's a lot of very different stores. I mean, what you eat is different. I was told I didn't. I didn't notice it because you don't notice sometimes yourself changing. But when I came sure. home, my parents were like, "Why do you eat really heavy now?" And huh. uh, the food that they would eat was very like you know you'd you'd enjoy the poutine and and. Uh, big, heavy, carby meals and stuff like that. And, huh. Uh, Interesting. And I guess that was the thing. Like, we think of uh, the French as, like, tons of bread and stuff like that. And I think there was that. But if it was like, what's more popular in Quebec, breads or poutine? And it's like, oh, poutine by far. Like, gravy cheese curd, french fries, that's... Yeah, and I'm imagining everything white is cream-based, I imagine, right? You're just taking in calories all day long. Yeah, yeah, and, and, but then, yeah, but the gravy has to be a brown gravy, can't be a a, a gray gravy. Okay. That's like a thing. Uh, I'm not sure why, but it just, it... That's how it is. And do you like just get a glass of it with each meal? <laughs> um, they just pour you a chalice full of gravy. Yeah, have some gravy with your uh, with gravy. Your <laughs> have some gravy with your gravy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I will run that up the flagpole as a new Canadian motto. Oh uh, yeah. Because you know yeah. we're tight, and, Canada you know, and, and Canada will claim poutine all around. I mean, the bottom line is, it's a Montreal thing. Like, if you hmm. want to get the vrai poutine, like, you go to, you go to Montreal. That's hmm. where they're going to serve it up, right? Well, I'm sure um, all of America claims Cajun food, right? Right, right. You go anywhere. I mean, that being said, I'm sure you can get great poutine anywhere. Like, it's like, I was in Buffalo last uh, <laughs> Not what I expected. Yeah, and I went and got myself some buffalo wings from Anchor Bar, which is where the buffalo wing originated. And not to give Anchor Bar a hard time, but (laughs) it wasn't the best buffalo wing I've ever had, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's developed as it's moved across the country. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Now, that's an interesting thought. If poutine did the same thing, you would get the better poutine in the provinces. Purist there with the poutine. I think you got to go to my favorite place for poutine is Greenstock. Uh, so you you'll see them throughout the island, and uh, yeah, big green uh, big green stop sign, which is funny because all the stop signs up there do. You would think with how much English they do mix in on the stop signs, though they don't. They, all the stop signs say alright. Uh, in lieu of stop. <laughs> Whereas you might see a stop sign in France and it'll say stop. Yeah, I, I literally was about to go there. Um, I have seen that. 
and yet I'm not really surprised by the difference in Montreal either. It's it's probably not this, but it could just be a little finger in the eye to the U.S. I think you know? it is a little bit. And 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 if it is, me. fine. I, I I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, they they definitely want to be uh, very. You know, they want to have their friends be very sovereign. Well, it it's does. funny. I'm I'm on uh, I'm on line here, and I'm looking at the reviews for Green Stop aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> but are they by people who have lived there? It must be. I mean, that's where I like to go, though. I thought, but if you go and you'll see, man, the photos of their poutine—that's what it's supposed to look like. This dark gravy. I will it's go like, take a look. That is a. Uh, in my opinion, that's how it looks. It's like motor oil looking stuff. But then I think you should post right now. Or the or the light brown. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see that and I love it, man. That was I enjoyed eating at places like that. Well that I'm sure it was uh particularly intense. Uh, being your first time out of the country and knowing you were going to be there for two years, it had to be very, very satisfying to find anything you liked that much, right? Yeah, you know, I, and you just start to... I mean, that being said, I was a missionary. You don't get a huge allowance per Right, day. right. The stipend so, isn't... Yeah, I'm with you. you. You didn't get to eat out that often. Uh, I think if I were to do it again... Oh, excuse me. If I, <laughs> the, the thought made me sleepy. Just thinking of poutine. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so heavy. You th you thought yourself carb heavy. I did. This was. I, I would try to eat more though. Eat more out, just because it's so fun. Um, Fantastic way now. to get to know a city too. Yeah, and now I mean I I think I eat out every meal now, so. <laughs> well, where you live, that would be easy to do and very, very fun, and also on the road. You don't really have a choice a lot of the time, I assume, right? Right. That's how I remember it. A lot of hotel restaurants, a lot of uh, bad local food that was sold as great local food. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, like, Boston Market. And not that that was bad. I was very happy to have that on the road. Uh, I assume they don't have that in Montreal. If they do, that's a little... Boston Market? Yeah, a little sad, maybe. I mean, they might. I don't know. Hmm. I saw it the other day over in, like, Rochester. So, it's not too far from there. Oh, man, it could be there. If it's in Rochester, it could definitely be there. Yeah. Again, not knocking Boston Market, just not what I would seek out in such a nearby international destination. Yeah, there's so much more to eat there. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, uh, I love Greek food. And so yeah, if you sure. want, like, so Montreal um, is an island, but then there's another island just north of Montreal called Laval, and Laval is, like, has a ton of Greek folk there, and great, uh, great Greek food up there, and, uh, I love a situation like that, Steve, where I'm already immersed in a different culture and its ways and its food, 
And then within that culture, <laughs> adjacent to my own location, I can go experience yet another entire culture and its food. Right? Yeah. yeah That's... Yeah. And uh, feel quite at home. Uh, well, language-wise, at home, the weather is uh, quite <laughs> a bit different. But <laughs> well said. Yeah. I, you yeah, know, I've yeah. never thought about that. If, so if, cool. if they were Haitians in Montreal, did they get by on Haitian food, French food, or a happy medium in Montreal? probably sure at the time (laughs) you know um i've certainly seen the type of meal you're describing and it's never been like bizarre right no not too crazy um i mean there was a few things that i was like i don't know what this is but um yeah most of the part you're like i guess this is a potato or something like it (laughs) wow or a styrofoam peanut. You know, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Just close your eyes and say potato three times and swallow it. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the advice. Did you, uh, did you see, like, were you even able to conceive of any crime in Montreal? It's, you know, it's funny, I guess, how a traveler's perception of crime in a city can change once the traveler is on the ground, right? I've had that experience go both ways, and I know Montreal is considered to be essentially, okay, crime-free. And comparatively to the U.S. in particular. What was your take on that situation, if any? about like some criminal activity and stuff like that um i think it's a pretty safe city that being said i do i would also be like there's areas where i would be careful you know um but i think that goes with any place you know uh where it's like yeah it's safe but don't be dumb yeah i don't Uh, think i've been to any place yet uh, to which I would not apply that advice. Um, 
I think the closest I've probably been traveling internationally was Paris, I'd have to say. Yeah, I, yeah. I made some mistakes in Paris where I, uh, <laughs> I was a little bit dumb and ended up locked outside of my hotel after midnight and I uh, did not have a key and there was no doorman. And so I had to find a place to stay, basically, that wasn't my hotel. And that was oh, wow. Yeah, I remember thinking, you're in big trouble, man. Um, wow, and I thought I had it bad when I had to pee in the hallway at the hotel. That's, oh a, yeah, that's a whole different level of discomfort, Steve Solberg. We're going to have yeah. to do a, a separate podcast about that sometime. Did it work out well? Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I did. I found a hotel uh, that sold me a room for I think it was forty francs for that night, and uh, I slept. It was a pretty dirty hotel. I slept on top of the sheets in my clothes. <laughs> I have done that once. <laughs> Again, a story for another time. Uh, yeah. Mine. Mine was stateside, but I have done that. I, I I extend my total sympathy, man. Um, yeah, it freaks me out. So, I assume you traveled to other parts of Canada, right? Right, are yeah. There, I mean, are there some uh, cultural contrasts you can draw? So, or, I traveled around uh, Quebec um, a decent amount. So, I mean, there was areas... So, I was on the island of Montreal for a good amount of time, and then I did it. I actually uh, spent a little bit of time in Ottawa. Okay. Um, which is totally different. Yeah. I mean, Ottawa yeah. is... I'm, ha I'm happy to hear your stories about crossing provinces. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a different province completely, and, you know, it's all English. It is the capital, and I think because so close to Montreal, there is a feeling like, hey, let's make sure the French still feel good about it, and like, that we speak French and stuff like that. Um, but they don't speak French very well. Um, I mean, that's not true. Some speak, it's hit and miss. Some people speak it way better than I ever did, and some people I was like, eh, you, you're struggling. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, if an American um, recognizes that you're struggling with French, you're struggling. Right. I right. think. It, definitely. Um, and then I went uh, the opposite direction. So Ottawa's just uh, west of Montreal. Um, and then I went over to uh, Sherbrooke, which is about the same distance from Montreal to the east. And I thought Sherbrooke... There's a bunch of little towns out there that are just delightful. Um, that uh, are somewhat split. It's very interesting. Sherbrooke is about 50-50 English-French, and it doesn't really matter where you are. It's, um, it's not like the island of Montreal where it's like, oh, if you go here, it's English. If you go here, it's French. It sort of was just random. Hmm. And, uh, but beautiful little tiny towns with, like, very picturesque, uh, little lakes next to them. 
there's a town called Magog that I remember thinking was particularly uh, cute. And North Hatley um, has like these little piers out onto the lake and little uh, sailboats that would sail around the lake. I mean, if I were to go back, this is one spot that I definitely would, would do like a little uh, bed and breakfast or something like that. Awesome. It's ridiculously cute. And, uh, and it has that, that, uh, the European feel is very strong in these little towns. It, it's, like, it almost sounds like you're describing, is, is there any chance you're familiar with Annecy, France? Okay, it's it it you, gosh, man! It almost sounds like you're describing that place, and that's about as European as it gets, you know. Um, yeah. What about Montreal itself? Let's 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 draw it back to that because we're we're clearly in very European territory now, right? Drawing everything right. back to Montreal itself, what stood out as decidedly different from the U.S. Some of it, like when you were mentioning the architecture, some of the architecture feels very old. Like you'll run into cathedrals and chapels and things like that that are um, just old. It's like, wow, this has been here a long, long time, which is surprising because, I mean, we have that, of course, in New York as well. Um, but I think so much is is uh, built up around it, and then it, um, and I think Montreal has has that too. Like there is a downtown that's bustling and busy and stuff like that. But uh, old Montreal seems to have preserved quite a bit. So is it fair to say they build out instead of building over? I think they did build out. Sounds like they've done a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. Is it as exceptionally clean as I'm imagining? Um, not totally. Okay. Yeah, I imagine a very, very clean city, and 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 now we're now we're getting to an amusing point, right? Perhaps a little bit of uh, blown up advertising for tourists. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, it could maybe it's improved since I've been there. Um. I've had this impression for a very long time, so. Oh, okay. Just yeah, saying. I mean, maybe in the downtown sector and in some of the, like, in old Montreal, they keep it very nice because it is a little bit more like that's where tourists are going to spend most of their time. I mean, like, and then up on the hill, too. Like, so Montreal, there's a little hill in the middle of it called Mont Royal. And that feels like, Mont Royal is interesting because to me Mont Royal actually feels kind of like London. Um, like with these little walk-ups with two stories and lots of steps getting up to your building and um, very quaint little lanes with lots of lampposts and things like that. It is kind of a more expensive place to live, um, but uh, beautiful beautiful area. Um, you seem to have a way with, with finding yourself in places that aren't Europe, <laughs> but are very, very similar to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
kid to go to if you're gonna go to Montreal, go to old Montreal and then I would go to Mont Royal and walk around the parks up there and stuff like that. Because then you have a good view of the city as well. Um and uh it's, good call. Uh, yeah, it's it's really pretty. And then the, the little houses around there I think are really nice. It is a little bit more expensive of an area. How's the public transportation? I'm told the metro is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the metro there gets you everywhere you want to go. I mean, I found it to be on the island, it's like you're good. You can get huh. pretty much everywhere you want to go. Like Paris. Um, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, a metro uh, system like that is definitely a game changer. For sure. Yeah. Outside of the island, I think you you might need a you'll need a car. Okay, noted. Um, keep that in mind, listeners. Um, how does the island connect? By the way, it's I'm I'm actually writing a podcast right now about a different um, island and its connection to the shore. So I'm a little curious about this subject at the moment. Okay. It's uh, so okay. It's pretty easy. All right. Thank you for that. So, did you play some hockey while you were in Canada, Steve? You know, we did. I mean, it is when it's winter there, which is from I mean October until May. Um, it's cold and everything freezes, and so. There's tons of little parks that they just throw <laughs> up and make uh, hockey rinks all the time. It, se- so. it seems to be a strong compulsion, man. I mean, I don't live in Canada, and where I live, if a lake freezes, you can be pretty sure that the next day there will be kids on it playing hockey. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if it snows over the ice, they'll have that snow pushed back, and they'll have a hockey rink established. And I imagine in Canada, it has to be much more intense. Oh, yeah. And it is crazy. There are areas where, if you follow the St. Lawrence River, there's some areas where it gets down to be a tighter pinch point. Um, And, uh, like, down near, there's a little town called Cornwall. And you can see the St. Lawrence River gets down kind of a lot smaller. And there's a part where it'll freeze over. And it's like the big, like, mighty St. Lawrence River. That thing is huge. I mean, Niagara Falls comes out of it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I can picture what you're describing. And, uh, yeah, there's areas where it's like, it, it'll freeze over. And, uh... That is treacherous cold. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Or play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Or drive your car out there and play hockey by your car. Why not? Crazy life, man. Um, it's <laughs> it's just hilarious picturing you playing hockey out on a river. Oh yeah, well we didn't. I never went on the river. I mean, okay. I, I still was too nervous about it because stuck to the parks. Yeah, yeah. It's still crazy, yeah, man. Now I'm gonna every time I see these kids playing, I'm gonna think about you. 
That's yeah. Would you do it now? Wow, good for you, man. I would not be. <laughs> but you do have to get through the winter, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I'm experienced in that for sure. Uh, however, the one time I ice skated in my life was the one time for a reason. I know I'm not meant for hockey. You know, you're not supposed to do it on your ankles, right? That seemed wrong to me. So, <laughs> it's bad for the ankles, yes. I I abandoned that effort when I realized that my ankles were on the ice. I knew that couldn't be correct. Um, well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm planning a winter trip out there maybe next year. I was hoping to make it out there this year. Dude, take a picture of your black eye and put it on Instagram. <laughs> we do that. I'll sign your cast. I'll forge somebody else's signature. I don't care, man. It's all for the social media points. Yeah, that's what everything's about now. It's so sad. Don't you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get the impression from the way you've described it, and you might have even referenced this specifically, but there are, like, wide, wide boulevards in Montreal, right? It's not all narrow streets. I've never taken a virtual look at the views from Montreal Tower, for example, but I imagine it a lot like the views from the Arc de Triomphe. Am I on the money or am I off the mark there? Um, like, like big, wide, uh, like roundabout type stuff? Or... And, and wide boulevards coming off of the central points. Oh, um... I guess what I'm saying is I'm a little unsure whether to picture big, wide, uh avenues in the in the main city or just a tremendous amount of narrow little streets um i there are good sized streets i mean they're pretty wide it's funny because honestly anytime i really was on the island i was taking the metro so i didn't drive mm, that okay. much on uh, montreal i drove I, I think i drove like in the city once but it was Yeah, it's so rare uh, that I was driving in the city. Well, again, is a game changer, right? And maybe this is an example of how it can also cost a person a little bit of a, you know, some awareness of the city. Uh, However, I would still advise people to use it. (laughs) Um, Is there, uh, again, I'm not really familiar with it. There are above ground sections, right? Or is it all underground? Okay. Um, but most of it is underground. Um, and then, I mean, a lot of times you'd use the buses as well. Like they mix hmm. the, the metro and buses mix right. quite a bit. Every city and that size so, does it that way, pretty much, in, in yeah, my experience yeah. at least. A lot like Toronto that way, where Toronto has their um, streetcars and their buses, but then they also have a little bit of an underground section. Um, that's kind of Montreal, only the underground section is much more extensive. That is more or less what I've pictured. Yeah. Um, if I'd had to like BS my way through it, that's probably what I would have said, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve, if I have three days in Montreal, 
What should I do with my three days? Um, let's see. I would spend one day in old town in the old old uh, old Montreal and wander around there. That might take the majority of my day, and then I would maybe wander over to like I uh, the uh, the big St. Joe's Cathedral and uh, wander around the parks at Mont Royal. Um, because I love the surrounding areas so much, I would probably head up to, um, gosh, I mean, if you could, I would go up to Quebec City, which I know is a ways away from Montreal. I mean, I think it's, I forget how far, it's like a three-hour drive, maybe. It seems like sound advice to me. But yeah, I would definitely get up to Quebec City. Um, and spend time there because Quebec City is incredible. If you can, uh, maybe stay in their big hotel there, uh, Chateau Frontenac, um, big fancy old hotel, and it's just it's just freaking cool. I do have a, a very passing familiarity with that hotel, Steve, and I, I would certainly encourage people to stay there if possible, if the opportunity was available. Think that's such a cool place, and Quebec City is very unique and beautiful. And um, you know, you can even well, I've heard you can sometimes see whales out there. I've heard um, th- I've heard that too. I again, I very hard for me to say, but it doesn't seem yeah. right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I not to be disrespectful to anyone who has told me in the past, hey, I've seen whales from there, but it doesn't quite seem right. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more less common. I know there was uh, there was missionaries that would go all the way. There was a little area called Ramuski, and that was kind of a joke, like, oh my gosh, you're in Ramuski. Like, <laughs> it was out there. And uh, they would see whales, but uh, if you look how far Ramuski is from Quebec City, it's like Montreal to Quebec City and then Quebec City to Rumouski. And you're getting closer to New Brunswick and stuff like that. Right, where it makes uh, a little more sense. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, but, uh, did you I ever see a whale know. anywhere? I did not, no. Yeah. I was never out there. Um, but I think it would be worth it sometime to go up there and visit the, it's called the Saguenay, that area. Mm-hmm. French up there and very remote. Um, but I, uh, I, on three days, I think I would do one day in Montreal in the old town, one day in Quebec City, and then uh, I might do one day down in like uh, the Sherbrooke area to go visit like one of those little. Uh, I, I have to say, from from your description, I think that would be the way to go. You know, you've certainly made it intriguing to me. And if I ever find myself in Montreal for any reason, I intend to go, you know, and and you're also not talking about like a ridiculous breaking up of three days time either to do these things. So I I think it sounds like a reasonable itinerary. If you really could, if, if say you're just wanting to drive or something like that, I 
think you could drive from, you know, like Burlington, Vermont or something like that, some fairly northern U.S. city, mm-hmm. and, and drive up to, maybe do it in reverse, drive up to Sherwood, then drive up to Quebec City, and then go down to Montreal. Uh, it would be a good amount of driving, but the country there is beautiful, and uh, the little towns that you go through, um, there was, uh, uh, it's odd, like saint uh which is spelled differently than you would think. It's uh, St. Hyacinth, basically. <laughs> I remember that being a really cute little town. And uh, them having like little hills with communities that would live on the hill. Gosh, man, the idea of doing all of this by car is still just killing me because despite everything you've said up to this point, I still just, I think I have an, I think I'm incapable of conceiving it that way. You certainly don't have to do it all by car either. Yeah. I mean, you could go to the island oh. and spend a week there just driving around in your, uh, or not driving around, but just traveling by metro. And, uh, I think I would love to do it by car, man. Doing that. You know? Yeah, it, there's a lot of fun stuff to see in, uh, in, in the province of Quebec. So if you could describe Montreal in one adjective, what would it be? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, my first thought is cold. But <laughs> I'll, is... I'll take it. It doesn't seem suitable. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, it is cold. And sometimes the people can be a little bit cold as well. What, um, what's, the, what's the high summer temp? Oh, it's warm up there in the summer. Okay. I mean, you'll get up into the uh, 90s and 100s even Fahrenheit. But, okay, uh, so it, it's like other places with which we're both familiar, just a very long, intense winter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's a. What would be a better adjective than cold, though? Um, Gosh, I, a few, a few come to mind for me just based on what you've said. It's somewhat, I guess, eclectic is. That seems like a good one based on your descriptions of everything. Like Montreal itself has more languages spoken and people than any city I've ever been in, where, you know, you think New York is very um, diverse. It does not even hold a candle to how diverse Montreal is, in my opinion. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. But I think I think people need to open their eyes a little bit to diversity sometimes, too. I think we tend to think. Um, so, I, I mean, we live in Utah, right? And I have a lot of people who go, oh, Utah's not very diverse. And I think, no, that's, well, I'm the, only, I'm the only white guy at my gym. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, at least with respect to the Salt Lake City area. That's yeah. simply not true. It's an extremely, extremely diverse area. Um, but that doesn't mean at all that it's the most diverse in North America. 
you know, or even close. I have no problem believing that Montreal may be much more diverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, Montreal's crazy diverse. And, and I, I love that in a city. I like being able to go somewhere and communicate in one language, hop on the metro and be communicating in another language 15 minutes later, you know? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I really appreciate that. And to be able to, you know, go from neighborhood to neighborhood and try completely different foods, for example. You know, it, it seems like I would really appreciate that about Montreal, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of the things to enjoy about it, for sure. Do you think the adjective intense would apply? Intense? Yeah. Um, or is it more laid back? Um, it, it, it can be intense to uh, some degree, but I don't think it's too intense. Okay. Like... It's not island laid back for sure, um, but um, but there is a. Well, they have hockey, there. so there's you know, at some point it gets turned up to eleven. Steve Solberg, if there's hockey, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. It's not a uh, it's not a badminton country or no, community no. or island. Uh, that's violence. So I know at some point it gets turned up to eleven. It's uh, it's hockey. Mm. Uh, First Nations, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, they do they play a lot of lacrosse. So if you go west of the island, uh, down uh, near Shattagay, and uh, oh gosh, where was uh, there was a where is it? Sosne and Gunawage were both two uh, like tribes that lived around there and played a lot of lacrosse, interestingly enough. So. Hmm. And equally violent. Yeah, the, 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 right. <laughs> that, that's where I was going. My guess is it was equal or worse um, when the natives yeah. were playing it, at least. I don't know about when uh, modern day Quebecois play it, but yeah. Prob yeah. probably the same. As violent or worse, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're holding a stick, you're holding a stick. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I do know that getting hit by those balls is not fun. Walk softly and carry a big stick, as they say. And a couple of lacrosse balls and a sack over your shoulder. I don't that's think right. that's the... That's not... I think I screwed it up, Steve. I mean, uh... You know, but... That, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 took, I, I owned it. I made it my own. We'll, we'll say that. So if there's a, what, what do you think would be the most important piece of advice you could give to somebody who is visiting Montreal from the U.S.? Um, well, I would try to learn a little bit of French. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think do, like, I, they, they won't like your accent. But I think, and some people say they don't even want you to try at all. But to me, I think trying is always appreciated by people. That's been my experience, and it's extremely funny for me to hear you say that there may be people among them who would rather people didn't try at all. Yeah. That's 
as pure French-speaking snob as it gets, right? Um, I didn't encounter that in Paris at all. They would definitely rather you drive. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing here. I mean, there are people who think you shouldn't drive. No, man, try. That's that's just bad advice to people. Definitely try. Most people appreciate you trying to learn. And so just try a little bit. Um, and nobody's harder on it, in my opinion, than people from the States. So if you're from the States and going somewhere else, learn a smattering. You know, yeah, and I, mean, I... Just learn, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. Do you speak English? That would be a great, great get-out-of-jail-free card wouldn't it? Yeah. That's a great place to start. Um, man, we should start printing cards that say that. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. People appreciate that. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt, man. And uh, again, my advice is to always try. And, you know, certainly not to lean on English necessarily, even in Canada. That's, yeah. that's very funny that, that, they're more intense about it there than in Paris. They are, and they want, they're very proud of it, you know? I think and that's so the thing. They're proud that they kept it, I would say. Yeah. You know, yeah, through I mean, so many social iterations. Anywhere east on the island, it's all French, and it's going to be an intense French that you're like, what are they saying? And uh, so... I need to go experience this intense emotional French. And you, 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 you have me interested in going. I've never been particularly interested, but right now I am. I've wanted to go to Quebec for sure. Montreal just never really made it onto my map, you know, and now it's there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Montreal's great. Wow. I'm, Okay, now I have to start rethinking next year. Yeah. Well, it's always... It's, well, yeah, if you make Quebec, if you go to Quebec, go to Montreal as well, so that you can go and see... I, I can say this. There is absolutely no doubt that if I go to Quebec, I'll go to Montreal now. That is yeah. for sure. Probably every I place mean, you've mentioned. I like the three-day itinerary you laid out. Yeah, I think that would be a really yeah. fun journey. I have to agree. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Solberg on Montreal, Missionaries Dish and About Their Missions, Travel Commando, out.